trash i really be wanting to tell their mamas that's terrible ain't it i I think most of these moms be knowing i think the moms be knowing who's trash and who's not like niggas have done me so wrong i'm like who can i tell that this would really impact You gotta call corporate on these niggas. <laughs> you gotta call the factory that brought them out. <laughs> they mama. Chloe Bailey gonna age good too. That's gonna be hey. That's the number one draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um okay. She already got body. Yeah. That's another thing. These young girls are out here with bodies. Grown women bodies. Yeah. I saw a group of teenagers at the restaurant the other night. They couldn't have been older than like 15 or 16. And when I say those girls were built like thick, like shape and everything, I was like... They weren't built like that when we were (laughs) Cause I remember, like when I went to college, the few like girls that had like body body, it was like a handful of them. Mm-hmm. And like man, no, and like everybody around campus would know them. Like, oh, you talk about so and so? Not now. All these girls are stacked. I'm also glad that I'm at the age now where I can I can tell who's young or not. Yeah. By like by faces and then stuff like teeth mm-hmm. or uh. How they dress typically? Yeah, yeah. I only saw a little snippet on the on the TikTok. It's just giving very Beyonce energy. It's gonna be a new uh, strip club hit. Okay, now Miss Tina. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what everybody said. <laughs> yeah, that's just very, very, very Beyonce. Yeah. And she is like super, not just comfortable, but just like, she is very, very, very okay with showcasing her sexuality. I'm glad because she was. It seemed like she was struggling. She was nervous at first. She was trying to ease her way into it with the social media posts, but then hey. obviously people had their judgments. And then plus, sis was breaking the internet every fucking day. Literally every time she put a picture, it was like, God damn, she killed the kid. Should we start with? 
First of all, how have you been? <laughs> I've been motherfucking tired, son. Yeah. Training, bartender training. How's that going? Week two starts tomorrow. Yikes. Um, it's cool, though. Um, I'm just trying to make the most money I can where I'm at. And yeah, couldn't can't hurt to get some bartending experience under my belt. Right. Um Yeah man, I'm a fucking tired. So I got my vaccine started last weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to uh tell y'all about that because we haven't been in this bitch. <laughs> but how long has it been since we recorded? It's been almost two full weeks. Yeah. So yeah. Um it was cool. Like I was I wasn't nervous going into it, but the doctor was rough with that motherfucking needle. He just he just grabbed my arm and jabbed that shit. He's like, all right, next. I was like He's like, all right, no blood, no band-aid, you're good. I go, okay, I guess. He was like, this is a jab for real. Yeah, that shit hurt. I was like, ooh, I wasn't expecting that. But um, I was fine for a few hours, but then I started feeling tired like later on into the night. So I went to bed early. I went to bed early anyway because I had um, a bridal party Sunday morning. But it was like I was on my last or second to last phase when I started feeling like shit. And like, so my arm was already on the floor. Um, and so, I don't know if y'all understand, like, the makeup artist stance when we're doing people's makeup, but it's always like a hand that's holding the head, and then the other hand is doing the shit. So, I'm right handed, so I opted to get my left arm um, shot. But it was my left arm that was doing just as much work as my right arm that particular day. And I didn't take that into consideration. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all can see the look on this nigga's face when that text message came through. Um, I didn't take that into consideration. So I'm like working on faces and I had four people to do. So like my arm was just up just all day consistently. So my arm sore, but then I just started, like, I got a headache out of nowhere, and I started feeling, like, weird, like, weak almost, and then not even just weak, but, like, I kind of felt feverish, too, so I was like, fuck, like, is this the shit? Like, is it finally kicking in? Like, is this what people was talking about? When I tell you, when I got done, it took me forever to pack my shit up and get it to my car because I just felt so fatigued. Like I was taking my precious time and I felt like with every step I was groaning because I just felt that tired and that just like sore and weak. So I got home and I told my parents, I was like, look, it was like three o'clock at this point. I was like, look, I'm getting into bed. I'm going to bed early. I don't feel good. You know, this vaccine got me feeling tired. So I literally slept from like 3 to 10.45. Yeah, because you text me, like, I guess when you woke up. 
Yeah. Um, and I felt a little bit better, but I went ahead and took off work for Monday because I was like, I don't know like if I'm going to still feel tired or what. Um, You're the first person I heard on their first shot had that. Yeah, everybody says the second one is worse. And I'm yeah. like, Lord. <laughs> That's why a lot of people have chosen to opt out of the second one. A lot of people haven't gotten their second shot. That's not considered being fully vaccinated, right. though. So right. people are just... Mm-hmm. Is that beneficial in any way to just be... No. I'm, well, it's better than nothing, but getting your full vax is clearly way better. Right. But some people just get scared of the second shot. I mean, I'm still going to get the second one. At least now I know a little bit of what to expect. And then two, maybe the second one won't do me as bad if I was down so bad the first time. I don't know. I definitely wasn't as hydrated, though, because I drank the night before, too. Uh, so Yeah, that... Yeah, you're not supposed to drink before you get it. Yeah. Well, we're alcoholics. <laughs> um, I had drank a little when I got my first shot. I didn't. I was just tired the next day after my shot. And I, I, just, I took a nap, which I usually don't nap because I won't fall asleep. But, uh, yeah, I didn't. My arm was sore, my first one. Man, my arm. I literally felt like if anybody just blew on it, it was yeah. going to fall off. But the second one, I didn't have any symptom. My dad, who notoriously doesn't drink water, <laughs> on this second one, it kicked his ass. Mm-mm. But yeah, I think if you hydrate, you're good. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go in that bitch hydrated up for the next one, like on some Pedialyte shit. Um, stop looking at me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, on top of being tired from that, it's tired from work. I um, I had an eventful time off, I guess. So my little brother came in town, mm-hmm. which of course you know. Um, he stayed with me a couple of days. It was really cool. I'm not used to having anybody in my house besides me. One day he scared the fuck out of me. What you mean? I forgot he was here. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Living alone gives you so many bad habits mm. uh, of just things you're just not used to doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was cool. Um, mm-hmm. We went to Atlanta on that Saturday. I actually took a Saturday off. And we went to the Bama game. Bama-Miami. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That shit was lit. It wasn't even a game, was it? No, but (laughs) walking in that bitch, Miami was acting like it was about to be a game. Y'all got a a high school quarterback. Well, that high school quarterback kicked y'all ass. His first college game ever. They were talking cash shit. Of course they were. They were in. Even though the U ain't been good in goddamn, what, 15, 16 years? Yeah. Bro, this, I ain't gonna lie, I've missed football. Did this you? past, like. Didn't everybody, though? This weekend was cool. Like, just all the uh, football, college football, and then you got pro football today. 
Mm-hmm. I actually got up and was watching games. I mean, it just feels like fall. Like, yeah, it don't feel as hot. I wasn't even outside this morning, but even just looking at how the sun was coming through my window, I was just like, "This is it's fall. Like, fall is yeah. going to be here." It felt good too. It feels like fall. It's definitely like this past week in the mornings have definitely been more crit. Like, I've been walking out the door like, "Ooh, Ooh do I need a jacket?" <laughs> um, what day was it? I think it was Thursday. It felt good as hell. Mm-hmm. It was like. Six, like about 60 outside and it was a little bit of wind I was like oh shit fall is here mm-hmm. my favorite fucking uh, season hell yeah hoodie season right in which we gotta order those fucking hoodies yeah we do cause them things are lit um we should drop them this month for sure definitely um but yeah so yeah I've, I've missed football I'm excited about all the HBCU football everybody's excited for because uh, primetime is bringing awareness. That's a, that's a swaggy ass nigga. I hate Jackson State with a passion. I hate almost every other HBCU besides mine. <laughs> or I feel the, like that's most yeah HBCU goers, but and then I did that one year at Graham, but I still I'm still iffy about them niggas. <laughs> I'm a bulldog. I slipped into um band TikTok and found that HBCU band that one guy, he basically highlights HBCU bands. Mm-hmm. It's some magical shit. It is. It's nothing like it. Nothing at all. That shit will give you chills. Um y'all played Alabama State this weekend and beat they monkey ass. Yeah. Which was hilarious. <laughs> Because I hate Alabama State more than anybody else in the fucking mm. world. That shit was funny. And then everybody was like, hey, they bang on win halftime, though. <laughs> like, hey. We already be knowing. No, nah, y'all were excited. Y'all were like, people were like, I can't wait to see the honeybees. Okay. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> like, it's just like that uh, That game we went down when A&M played. Auburn fans were so fucking inviting. They were like, hey, like, thank y'all for coming down. Uh, we, can't, we can't wait to hear your band. We're so excited for right. the entertainment. Right. And they're like, y'all are so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they try to make us feel good for them. They about to whoop our ass. Child, but child, we going to win halftime, though. Okay. <laughs> and we did. Things went exactly how we thought they would go. Yeah, and then, like, it was beneficial to both. Y'all paid us, like, a million dollars to whoop our fucking ass. <laughs> and, I, hey, if I got to, if we got to get a million dollars of ass whooping, I, I respect it. Y'all got to roll tumors for senior week. Yeah. I mean, for senior night. Hey. We got drunk as fuck. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> That was wild. Man, did we? I thought about that shit the other day. Like, I, that was a wild. I think about that shit. night often. That was some wild fucking shit. All of y'all niggas was at my fucking duplex. <laughs> right. All of y'all niggas. Drunk as shit. Jesus Christ. Woo. Good times. Very good times. That's that's that college fun that you couldn't have now. Yeah. You can't have that level of fun now. Because you wouldn't be able to recover for days. No. No, I, no, 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 no. I no, threw no. up on your porch. 
I definitely had my hair held that night. Hey, it's some wild <laughs> shit going up. <laughs> yup. <laughs> hey, you were drunk as shit, bro. I was drunk as fuck. When we were at, where did we go? We went. We went to eat we went somewhere. To Mo's. Yeah, we went to Mo's. That's when I knew how fucked up you were. I was like, "Oh man, I ain't never." Liddy. That was the drunkest I had ever seen you at that point. Uh, yeah, because it was early in the night. You were already lit. I was like, yeah. "God damn." Yeah, yeah. Which it was bad because I'm an alcoholic, and if you didn't beat me to the punch, it's like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Hey man, Kim drunk as shit. I was litty titty. Ooh wee, I was. Yeah, it's fun though. It was fun. I saw that video of that guy who got drunk before his wedding. Ooh wee, that nigga. That was alcohol poisoning. Yeah. The way he got in that wheelchair and just... He hit his head on the door. He hit his head on the door. <laughs> but when I saw him sit down in that wheelchair, I was like, oh, yeah, that nigga is beyond drunk. That also made me realize, why the fuck didn't we ever have a wheelchair? Like, you know how V in a wheelchair could have been <laughs> when we were drunk as shit? Hell, yeah. That yeah. could have saved somebody's fucking life. And then I was thinking... If I had saw that video 10 years ago, I definitely would have been like, all right, so how much is it going to cost for me to buy a wheelchair and just put it in the backseat? <laughs> Somebody's fucking calling <laughs> Like, Yeah, them getting a wheelchair was definitely a smart thing to do. Like, we definitely would have had a fucking wheelchair in the back of Chance's truck when we got fucked up. And we would have named it some fucked up name. It would have been in the back of some one of y'all shit. That's for sure. And it would have had stickers on it and everything. <laughs> You yep. know, I love some stickers. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, college football is back. Hell yeah. It was fun going to that game, even though I was masked the fuck up because I don't trust them people. You know what them people are? Mm. <laughs> I didn't see a mask in fucking sight in my section. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And I'm, then, I'm sure y'all anticipated that, though. Oh, yeah. That's what I was most nervous about. Mm-hmm. My brother, when he got the tickets, uh, it was supposed to be 25% uh, capacity. Yeah, no. That was a full house. 25% capacity? Yeah. Meaning that's how many people were supposed to be allowed in the stadium was only 25%? Yeah. Wow. It was definitely... Far off from that. But, you know, last year, they were keeping up with the capacity thing. They were like, like, because my brother and Angie went to the Rose Bowl because they had it in Texas. Mm -hmm. And he said they, it wasn't full. Like, they had strict guidelines and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I thought everybody was going to be strict. Like, oh, no, I've been hearing a bunch of different things. Like, some people are going to be... You know, looking out for vaccination cards and this, that, and the third. I'm like, yeah, but there's really no way to to validate a vaccination card. With today's technology. I don't, I will never understand. I mean, I guess vaccination cards have always been like that. 
Because yeah, I remember yeah. my MMR card from when, like, it was old and worn when it's I went to high today's school. Today's technology, though? We should have digital. That's what I said. Like, CVS sent me, like, hey, this is your vaccination record. Really? Yeah. Damn, I wish I had something. I thought everybody, like, should be on that. We have access to it, but I didn't. I haven't done it. Yeah, no, once... um. Once I show, like, once you show up or whatever, they go ahead and send you your email. And then they also just send you, like, even though they give you a card for your follow-up, they send you a, like, hey, this is your next one. But, yeah, they sent me a Vax record. Like, I've just been locking. I've just been locking mine away in my car. I have mine in my wallet. Like, I'm just, I don't know. All this stuff is weird. And I like, I'm just going to be honest, guys, (laughs) but the longer this shit goes on, I'm starting to lose my patience with you motherfuckers. I ain't going to lie. In what way? It's just, you know, the people that don't want to wear a mask or vaccinate. Or who are convinced that by some kind of way that mandatory vaccination is unconstitutional, mm-hmm. which is a lie. Because in 1905, they passed a law to where, I believe in New York, where it was mandatory is it smallpox vaccination. Mm-hmm. I think so. Let me look it up real quick. 1905, Jacobson versus. Massachusetts it was the United States Supreme Court case in which the court upheld the authority of states to enforce compulsory vaccination laws. And the vaccination was for is it This for something. I think it was either smallpox or polio. Smallpox. Because unlike a lot of you motherfuckers who don't realize that the world existed before you were born (laughs) and we've had other pandemics. (laughs) It's just like uh, George Washington uh, made it to where all the people in the United States Army had to be vaccinated for smallpox. Mm Mm-hmm. We've always had this shit. Mm-hmm. And people used to just fucking take fucking the vaccine and go about their fucking business like a normal motherfucker. But we have free will and uh, freedom of choice yeah, now. I was going to say, we got too much freedom now. Too much fake freedom. Because it's not even like people want the freedom to die a violent death in a hospital. What kind of fucking freedom not is that? Even, not even. That's not even guaranteed because the way these hospitals are running out of space and... Uh, fucking nurses because I just saw something the other day that said um, I don't know if it's specifically the Decatur Hospital the Decatur Huntsville Hospital location but there's like 70 nurses that had to be quarantined because like it's getting rougher out here. It's because people are fucking stupid. And they're not really reporting 
as much as they used to report. So y'all really don't know exactly how bad shit is getting, but we got somebody at at work right now whose brother is like on a ventilator, like struggling. Yeah. It's like I said, I, I think last time we recorded somebody we grew up with, they they lost their brother to COVID. Like two weeks ago. It's mm. it's real. And then the other thing is, this also goes into that a little bit of that conversation about when we talked about fat phobia and the idea of it, mm-hmm. people are so convinced to be like, well, I don't need to take it because I'm not overweight and I don't have this, this, and this, but be smoking three packs of fucking cigarettes a fucking day. Mm-hmm. Talking about they healthy. Mm-hmm. No, motherfucker, you just skinny. You ain't fucking healthy. I don't need the vaccine. All right. This shit is all a roll of the dice anyway. It really is. All of this shit. It's just a roll of the fucking dice. Ain't nobody safe out here. <sighs> and the sooner we realize that, but realize you got to protect yourself, yeah. that's all you can really do. I really, yeah, I really wish, like I said it a couple of weeks ago, I wish that they would just make it mandatory for everyone to be vaccinated. I wish they would do like a stimulus for vaccinated people. Some states did do lotteries with the vaccination. Like, hey, you get this vax, we'll give you a stipend. Yeah. And that, a lot of companies have done that, too. That's the only way we're going to get out of this shit. Mm-hmm. But everybody's mad at Biden for uh, making, saying that it's going to be mandatory. The Army already was about to have it mandatory by October, I think, like, 16th. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the United States Armed Forces was going to have to be vaccinated. And dumbasses who don't have anybody that served... In their fucking family or know anybody were like, well, they should just disobey those laws. You mean go AWOL? Yes. <laughs> like, do you know what happens when you do that shit? At this point, it just makes sense. I'm not trash. It's just, God damn it. <laughs> These people are making me date in a way I don't fucking like. I guess that's the thing. What do you mean? I don't want to be with one person, man. I don't want to fucking talk to multiple people. Yeah, I know. It's fucking lame as fuck. I know, man. That's, that's, oof. Why can't I just date on my terms? Apparently that's not what dating is. I don't like it. I don't either. Defund dating. I wish everybody was just cool with just getting to know one person at a time, but that's not how life is right now. I don't like it. Me neither. I'm not built for it. Hey, my confidence is almost back. (laughs) Like, I'm going to get this haircut Tuesday and I'm going to be straight. (laughs) But, yeah, it's a whole bunch of feelings. I don't know. It's not just one thing. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, Speaking of emotions, Mr. Emotional came out with an album. <laughs> Certified lover boy. Um, Yeah. So, what were your feelings about the album? Um, I liked a lot of songs on the Certified Lover Boy album. The intro... 
Intro song was a vibe. Yeah. And then he sampled Masego, who sampled the Beatles. Mm-hmm. When I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. Because I love, Michelle is one of my favorite Beatles songs. Um, He got some good features. Mm-hmm. Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Jay-Z, uh, 21 Savage. Featuring him. Just Future. He, he just needs to get us go ahead and make another yeah. What a Time to Be Alive. <laughs> another Toxic Boy album. <laughs> um, Abby Smith, a.k.a. Yebba. <laughs> I... I was not familiar with her until recent. What? I'm pretty sure I've talked to you about her before. I think you have, but I don't think I really listened to her. She can fucking. I I picked that up. Ooh, that she can sing. She can. There's this. I I think. I don't know if I showed you or if I just posted it to my story, but not only can she sing, but like it be. It'd be singing, singing like shit that'll take you to church type singing. Like somebody said, she sang like Beyonce, and people were offended. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say that she sings no, like Beyonce. Like they were saying, the level like of singing she does is up with Beyonce, Adele, uh, somebody else that's like a goat, and people were mad. She got this one where. Um, she harmonizes like a bridge over troubled water. When I tell you this hoe was singing. Anyway, but yeah, uh, when I heard her song on the album, I was like, what? Drake got Yebba in this bitch? And too, like she ended up dropping her album. Uh, the following week which I had been anticipating that for the longest but she had been dealing with so much like I think her mom committed suicide uh, a couple years ago she was dealing with that and just like depression around surrounding it and yeah she had been I think she thought that her album was going to drop a long time ago but she just couldn't get through it. And so I was just like, I know whenever she drops, it's going to be amazing. But then to hear her featured on Drake's album, I was like, damn. Do Drake want us to cry? Um, Kid Cudi. I loved it. Like how did Drake just makes it impossible to dislike an album or a majority of an album. Cause it's like, 80% of this album is not like you cannot disagree that is it's a banger. Like Yeah. It's a very easy listen. Very easy listen. But all right. How do I say this? Cause I've seen some people that didn't like this album. And I've seen some people who were like it's cool. It's just. What is he giving us? What do you mean? Like, where is the. Like, where is the improvement upon self? And where is that in the music? Mm, I feel like. I feel like Drake is getting more and more comfortable with like the freestyle type 
beats. Like the 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, like those are getting better to me. Not saying that he was ever like bad at it, but I, I can tell that his like freestyle, like meter and like comfortability and just flow is improving, if anything else. I actually disagree. You don't think so? No. I, I actually feel like. I I see what you mean in one way. Like, it's almost like he's mastered the Hove scattered freestyle. Like, where Hove gets on there and just says some dope shit and just leaves. He's mastered that part of it. Like, almost like where Hove gets on this album. Like, to where it's like, it's effortless. But... Production-wise, he has amazing production. I can't take that away. Like, his production is getting better. Mm-hmm. And the samples he's using is crazy, and mm-hmm. it's like, I love mm-hmm. it. But somebody mentioned it on Twitter. And they were like, they mentioned it in a dumbass way. But they were like, Drake don't even be talking about nothing. And niggas is like, man, Drake, the people want Drake to talk about the Afghanistan war and shit. Like, nigga, I don't want to hear that bullshit. Like, I get what he was saying now. Drake don't be talking about shit. I mean, he's been talking about the same shit for his whole career. I feel like he hasn't, for the last couple of albums, actually talked about anything real. He, I mean, he brings up, like, his son and, like, you know, what it feels like to love a child and have a child love you. Not in any meaningful way. I guess that's what I mean. Not saying he sucks or anything. I'm just saying like the one like I talked to my brother a little bit about this. The one flaw to me in Jay Z's uh, artistry was, especially early on, you saw it, his inability to talk about love from a romantic relationship wise. He can talk about love from a familiar, I'm not saying it right, like from the family aspect or from his friends and loving his friends. But as far as talking about loving a woman, he's not good at rapping. He wasn't good about rapping that. Mm-hmm. He's gotten better. And by 444, he was, that's why 444 is so fucking amazing because he's vulnerable and he's able to reflect on how he was not a good lover mm-hmm. for Drake to get to the next level. He's going to have to learn how to do that. Be I, more vulnerable. Like actually more vulnerable. Not like the, the fuck, the fake fuck boy, nice guy mm-hmm. vulnerable that he's been like, I feel like I don't think he has to be more vulnerable. I think he just might need to be vulnerable with different aspects of his life and not just on the, you know, romantic side of things. But it's not romantic. He's a fuckboy. Well, but it's still romantic dealings. We got to stop saying romance. Or, when we just mean, I mean, just, however, however do you say it? Relationship. And I'm not trying to be Situationship. Like, but I'm not trying to be like antagonistic by what I mean when I mean that though. But I'm really being for real because I feel like, like 
it's I mean it's always the joke be like don't Drake and drive or about to get my feels about to get in Drake. Mm-hmm. But Drake hasn't really done that since Take Care. Yeah. I feel like the last like real like where I was like okay Drake is like doing the shit is if you're reading this it's too late. Mhm. Cause I love that album. Drake makes hits. We can't take that away from him. But I'm getting too old for that shit. Like for Drake shit. Like to connect with it. It's fun to like like when you go out or some shit. Mm-hmm. Or when you just on some I'm about to be in my toxic feels. It's I mean, a, and that might be exactly, you know, why he's doing what he's doing. Because he knows that this is the shit that people going to resonate with when they go out. Or Oh, he's got a masterful strategy with it. But I feel like somebody said that Drake can make an album like this for the rest of his life and be okay. He totally could. Mm-hmm. But it'll eventually get stagnant with me. Like even with Hove, like Hove had to start doing other things because like when you listen to something like Magna Carter, Holy Grail, it's just I don't wanna hear about Jay Z just bragging about being rich. Yeah. Like it's cool. But So you prefer to hear about rappers and things that affect them like personally? It doesn't have to be like Or just their pro- lives. You want a progression of their personal lives to yeah. be reflected in their albums. I feel like that's the only way that hip-hop can grow older. Which is why in the last couple of years, you've seen a lot of amazing albums from from the elder statesmen in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Nas with uh, King's Disease. King's Disease 2. Jim Jones had an amazing album last year. Um, like I said, Ho444. Um, it's been a, a lot of people that are older making really good music and it's because they're they're able to grow within themselves. We're not all going to be 30 in the club trying to fuck bitches for the rest of our life. Not all of us, but... There will be some. <laughs> the same way freshmen happen in a new school. It's, it's always, always going to be a new batch of 30-year-olds. Trying to fuck bitches in the club. <laughs> <laughs> it will always be. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, he knows that. That's why he can make the same album for the rest of his life and be okay. Cause it's always gonna be for somebody. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily have to evolve. Would it be nice to see him evolve? Sure. I feel like he's talented enough to do it. Yeah, for sure. But also, that's also how I feel about Kanye. Do you, like, think about this. Kanye hasn't made an album about being a father. Mm-mm. And he's been a father for six, six seven years. years. He has not made an album about, about his, being a father or a wife or a husband. No. Or just a family, a new family man in general. Because he feels like he's having to do the shit Drake does. I don't need that from Kanye. Do you think that's why? Because he's trying to keep up with Drake. Yes. All of this goes back, like, they were weird-ass fucking rivalry. It's just like uh, Drake released that uh, 
that song with Andre 3000 and uh, Kanye, where Andre 3000 has one of the greatest verses I've heard this year, talking about his mom and dad and his parents that are no longer here. And Kanye, who lost his mom, like we all know, got on there and started talking about a group message where he added Drake. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) One of the greatest MCs to ever write or rap, whatever, to walk the earth, gave you an amazing song. And you get on there and talk about some bullshit about a group message. Like, what the fuck is wrong with, like. (laughs) What am I supposed to. Because, nigga, I feel like niggas feel a certain pressure and they don't know how to. Stay relevant. Yeah, but you got to go for the audience that brought you. Now, there's a a certain segment of audience that's always going to be there for Kanye's production. And that's, it's the same. But it's like, God damn it, man. Just fucking grow as a fucking, you're almost 50 years old, bro. Mm -hmm. You have not made an album about you becoming a father. And you're a father of four. You used to be one of the most introspective artists of all time. Now you just talk about stupid shit, which I like some of it. I do like that song, like, uh, Believe What I Say, because he does kind of talk about, it seems like the breakup of him mm-hmm. and Kim. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, what did you, like, oh, I gave you everything you asked for. And then, uh, but like if you listen to it, you can hear it. But like it's a line in I pull up track list for certified lover boy. I feel like I just killed your vibe, I'm sorry. You didn't. In champagne poetry. I don't I'm gonna see if I can pull up the lyrics. Because like, I was listening to it the other day, and I was like, but when have you? This is the part where I don't ever say pardon me anymore. This is the part where I'm going to find a new part of me to explore. Mm-hmm. This is the part where all my partners know what we in here in it for. This is the part where we go and throw us a party after the war. And if the last negotiation had you feeling out of pocket, well, this is perfect time that I empty these shits for you. Shits for sure. You owe that shit to your boy. Yeah. Like, when has he given us? Uh, This is the part where I find new part of me to explore. I need to make you see you belong. Um, I started watching three, two, one, Paul McCartney on uh Hulu, mm-hmm. where he talks about some of his albums with uh Rick Rubin, mm-hmm. and they're just going through it. And then they, one of the songs they talk about is Michelle, and uh, he has this thing where he was talking about how him and John Lennon used to have this thing to where the reason they wrote songs that were rememberable was because they had to remember them. 
they didn't have recording devices to like make snippets and things back then. Mm-hmm. So they had to be able to remember it. That makes sense. And that's so profound, but it's such a little thing that you really don't ever think about. So he was talking about in Michelle, where the lyrics are Michelle, my bell. These are words that go together well. My Michelle. He's, he said he had a friend who was like a French teacher. And he apparently was like a Francophile, and he loved the French, and he thought the French were so much more sophisticated than the British. And so he wanted to make a song that sounded like this famous French song. Mm-hmm. So he said he kept hearing the thing like, Michelle, my bell. And then he asked her, what rhyme with Michelle? She said, my bell. And these are words that go together well. And then he asked her, how do you say these are words that go together well in French? And she gave it to him and he uses it in the line. I'm just like, God damn. And he apparently had worked on that song for like 10 years. Damn. So like him and John Lennon, they used to they used to go to like these art parties because John Lennon was an art student and he was a little bit older than Paul. So like he was the little homie. I can't imagine working on anything for that long. So like it wasn't like they meant to do it, but like apparently the little the guitar in it, Paul McCartney had been playing that since he was like sixteen, seventeen. Mm. And like six or seven years later, John Lennon was like, You remember that song that you used to play for the girls at the parties? And Paul McCartney was like, Yeah. It's like, finish it. And so he started coming up with the words of it. And I was just like, the fucking level of fucking genius <laughs> to fucking remember a song that long ago mm-hmm. and add all these elements to make it like a thing. But like, it's a, it's a really good documentary because they isolate some of the instruments and you can hear like some of the things that people were doing. And it's just like, they're fucking genius. The Beatles are, are are not overrated. I don't think so. But like, it's common now for people to be like, "Yeah, the Beatles over." No. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that shit on Twitter. Like, oh, so and so would have watched the Beatles back in the day. It's the simple things that make them amazing. Mm-hmm. Their level of harmony. Because they said that they would come up with the harmonies in the studio. Like, those are not. Those are complex harmonies. Yeah. But because it sounds so melodic, people just think, oh, it's simple. And then plus, for as much shit as people give uh, white people in singing, yeah, them white listen. boys could harmonize the fuck out that of That is a feat for white people to be able to harmonize like that. Right. And then they talked about, they were like, uh, where did y'all like, who was your inspiration for harmonies? They were like, a lot of it was the Beach Boys, which uh, that's another group. Of white boys who could harmonize the fuck out of it. My granddad loved the Beach Boys. It was wild. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think. But like we said before, that music was played everywhere. Yeah. I don't even remember how I got on that. Oh, because I was talking about Drake, Sample, and Michelle. Speaking of documentaries, though, apparently uh, Janet Jackson is coming out. Yeah. At the top of next year. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Melvin sent me that the other day. He's like, uh... I know since you're a Janet Stan. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, damn, this looks good. But then I saw January. I was like, fuck. 
January be here before you know it. Yeah, I know, but it don't feel like it right now. I just, I don't know. Uh, what, what are you, like, on Twitter? Was it Twitter or were we talk, texting? And I was like, I feel like what girls want girls is a waste. <laughs> we were texting. <laughs> the reason I say that is just because, like, that's. Well, well, I, I saw you talking about little Baby being on it on Twitter. Yeah. Me and you were talking about. Like, I feel like that's just some amateur shit. Like for Drake, like the stuff he was saying was stupid. It was funny, but it was like, like I'm a lesbian girl. Me too. Like get the fuck out of here, Drake. So then, with this album, do you think he was pandering to a certain crowd? I wouldn't say pandering. He was giving his audience what they want. I don't think it's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like for the people that were saying that Donda is not as good as it. I was like, eh, I wouldn't go that far. It's a, it's a way better, easier listen. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that. I also still feel like the album of the year is Tyler, the Creator, Call Me If You Get Lost. Because me and my brother listened to that going to Atlanta. And Jesus Christ, I think it's amazing still. It's so melodic. Like, for albums of the year, I got... Call Me If You Get Lost. I haven't listened to Baby Keem's album yet. Oh, I don't know. He had a whole album. Yeah, it came out Friday. Okay. Um, I hate to say it. Hope it don't sound ridiculous. I'm, I mean, as of right now, I'm going to put J. Cole's album as number two. Okay. Definitely didn't see that coming. As like, I'm trying to think. Who else has a... I'm trying to think of the albums of the year. Donda is very, very good. I just don't know if I could put it up that high yet. Certified Lover Boy is good. Don't get me wrong. Like, don't like I have been listening to the fuck out of the album. <laughs> it's just I don't know if I'm gonna be listening to it two, three months down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Who else came out with an album this year? That's what I'm trying to literally think of. Like I, like I've said before, and everybody else has said it too. The last two years, it's just one big year. It really is. It's a time warp. I don't know what. Like somebody tweeted the other day that the uh, what challenge was it? The busted challenge was in January. Mm-hmm. That's fucking nuts, bro. Because that was Jay's birthday and we definitely did it. That is fucking insane. Yeah, it feels like two years ago almost. Even January 6th, for it, like, an insurrection happened the beginning of this fucking year. It feels like forever ago. Yeah, and was it? It's and just, it's only September. Yeah. But at the same time, it's already September. Like... It's it's weird. I can say it's only September, but then also like, damn, it's already September, right? Especially because like, and we already in the second week. Our birthdays are gonna be here before we fucking know. We it. got two more weeks of September, and it's October. People are picking out Halloween shit. The pumpkin, the Reese pumpkins are out. 
Pumpkin Spice is going to be back at the Starbucks. Boy, them white people love pumpkin spice. <laughs> I done seen a couple of Negroes come out and be like, I actually like pumpkin spice also. I don't mind it, but it's not like, I don't know. It don't get me excited. Like I'm not crazy for it. And I'm a fall baby, but I mean, damn. I am starting to. I like spooky shit more mm-hmm. as I get older. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm not actually scared of shit no more. Like this is company I really like. It's called Discount Cemetery. They make really cool shirts. <laughs> I have a little bit of goth in me though. It's okay. Yeah. I feel like I have a little bit of goth in me too, but not it's not heavy. It's I like have a little sprinkle. Speaking of sex, uh, Chloe <laughs> Bailey, uh, the 21st century sex icon, uh, goddess, uh, first of her name, <laughs> slayer of bodies, <laughs> uh, came out with a, an, a video. She came out with the Have Mercy video. And... So it was everybody has been saying it was giving Beyonce vibes, but everybody's been saying that Chloe's been giving Beyonce vibes. True. Like seeing her become more comfortable in her sexuality has been cool though. Because I felt like she shied away from it earlier. Cause mm-hmm. some of the fucking hating ass people out here, oh, she doing too much. She She's doing the exact same thing that all iconic women performers have done since the beginning of time. She mm-hmm. is reclaiming her sexuality. Why would they even say she's doing too much? Because they fucking hate themselves. They can't appreciate a bad bitch. And if you can't appreciate a bad bitch, you a sad bitch. <laughs> a mad bitch. I thought everybody appreciated a bad bitch. You should be a glad bitch. <laughs> Would you, could you in a box? Like, what is the issue? <laughs> she a grown woman at this point. People. Was she 22, 23? I think she's 23. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, people's own insecurities are fucking getting the best of them when it comes to this shit. I don't understand. Like, and they project in their own insecurities about their bodies or their sense of sexuality. That's on them. Yeah. What is the issue? At this point, we should just assume that Chloe is having sex. <laughs> like, I don't think it's about. It is very apparent. So why can't like. I don't think it's about that. I think it's about the idea of some people have a problem when they start seeing people become sexual beings. Yeah, I noticed that. But I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's fully about. The sexual being, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's that plays a part into it. And then plus, there's they're religious and they went from being the cute little girls to being grown ass fucking women. Mm-hmm. And people don't like that shit. But I was talking to my lovely sister in law the other day about um, this about the song, 
I don't really like the song is gonna have to grow on me. But I really liked their I loved the Ungodly Hour album. And I loved where they are musically. Mm-hmm. I just my only thing, this isn't even from a, a hating standpoint. I hope that she doesn't lean too much into just being trying to be a sex icon because she's already that. If that makes sense. I mean, I feel like as long as she continues being a successful artist, that that will evolve. She will evolve, right? Anyway, but I don't feel like I don't think she needs to. I just feel like right now she's definitely like putting her foot down with that. Yeah, and and it's always like I said since the beginning of time. Janet after control. Mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera after Dirty. Mm-hmm. Beyonce. Beyonce had multiple ways of when she changed. I feel like after the self-titled album is when it became like fully like. I'm a grown ass woman. Right. Yeah. Uh, who else? Madonna. Uh. Sierra. Sierra, Taylor Swift. You know, I'm just gonna put that out there. I have diversity in the fucking album. Uh, but yeah, it's always been that. It's uh, the rite of passage of female superstars mm-hmm. reclaiming up their bodies. And she got a banging body at that. Dude. Bro. For sure. Like I don't, you know, like I think when I be like posted on Twitter, people make the mistake. They're like, "Oh, this dick is horny." Like, no, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> I just like, I just like women. Chloe Bailey, fine as fuck. Yeah, I think everybody can see that. It, it's at the point now to where if you can't see that, what you looking at? You might be blind. <laughs> what you looking at? Get your eyes shit. I'm also like, uh, Hallie is starting to look like an actual grown woman now. Yeah. It's like, aw. Yeah, she, she did have just like very preteen yeah. vibes for and a long time. And now she was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Which I'm glad because people be fucking weird, bro. It's some weird ass niggas out here be looking for preteen looking motherfuckers. This is true too, and that shit is sick. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Also, if Beyonce, if uh, Chloe is Beyonce, we know who the fuck is Solange, because Holly will ride on anybody for her big sister straight up without hesitation. <laughs> right. The funny shit is when like they were doing their like interviews. Like during the pandemic, and they kept alluding to the fact that uh, Hallie like hood niggas. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I can kind of see it though, because <laughs> they were talking. They were talking about like uh, Chloe was like somebody asked Chloe, "Does she like like hood dudes?" She's like, "No, I like geeks and all this other stuff." But if you want to know who likes hood guys, and Hallie was like. <laughs> I don't know if I saw that. That shit was hilarious. That's funny. So yeah, Holly is a shooter out here. 
You talk about her sister, she gonna ride on you just like Solange. Which is so crazy because Hallie just seems like such the sweet, good one that's like, I don't know, just innocent. And that's actually Chloe off the stage. Yeah. On the stage, she's Sasha Fierce. Mm Mm-hmm. She is really Beyonce, though. That's wild, bro. I'm telling you, man. She is Destiny's child. Straight up. (laughs) Straight up. Like, what? The scarier thing is, she is doing her own production at a younger age and doing the beats and harmonies by herself in her room. Also very Beyonce. (laughs) Yeah, but she, that shit, it's only going up. (laughs) She's 22, 23 years old. Yeah, with the help of the icon, it's a they got the blueprint, and I'm happy for them. And then plus, Hallie's gonna be in Little Mermaid when that shit come out. It's gonna be a game changer. Oh yeah, it's gonna do numbers just off of that alone. I'm excited for the young black women that are coming up. I just want Normani to come out with like an actual hit. That that Cardi B song is good though. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been. I'm not a. I'm not a Normani like fan the way everybody else is. And I can't put my finger on why, but I don't know. I, I just don't get that excited about. She hasn't come out with good music yet. She dresses well. She's gorgeous. She might be the best dancer of her generation. Yeah, she dances her ass off. Like, it's a clip. Oh, well, not a clip. I can't remember what it is. But she did a Janet Jackson tribute where she recreated the Pleasure Principle video. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's scary how close she is to it. But yeah. I believe that. Music-wise, though, like, Normani just doesn't excite me. She... She's one of those people, like we, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago. She's one of those people that needs one producer. Mm. She needs one producer to help her bring Mm -hmm. her, uh, her vision to life. Mm -hmm. And you can't just keep giving her cookie cutter. Beyonce wouldn't do this song. So here, or (laughs) Chloe wouldn't do this song. So here, Mm -hmm. Quit getting seconds and go like she needs a, a Jimmy Jam Terry Lewis. Yeah, true. I'm such a Janet Stan. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what she needs to do? Follow Janet Jackson's <laughs> blueprint. <laughs> but she does. She does. Cause the music part is not hitting for me. That that Cardi song is good. But it's like she gotta come up with some. She got to come with the hits. Doja's out here, which I know you said you don't like Doja, but Doja's talented. Yeah, she has, she has a couple of songs that I can tolerate, but I'm also just not like excited for Doja. I'll have to, maybe, maybe I'll have to give it a full chance. I don't know. If you listen to her album, you'll like her album. Um, It's still the whole showing feats in the... <laughs> Chat rooms thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think about all that weird racist shit, and I'm just like, mm. yeah, it's weird. 
I do like those videos of I think they were out in Italy where it's Megan the Stallion, uh, Normani, Sierra. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and Doja. Mm-hmm. It's like look at these black women being excellent in Just luxury. Me, right. I saw Megan the Stallion twerk in luxury clothes. If I ever see that thing in real life. <laughs> That's the eighth wonder of the fucking world. Cause that thing be thinking. Like when uh they had the forty forty anniversary and she walked up in there and be like, God damn, she fine as fuck. She is so fine. It don't make no sense. I think her and Party Fontaine are really cute together. They are. Like yeah. I can tell that he really respects her. And like I'm very happy for her coming off of everything that she had to deal with last year. Yeah. I'm glad that like she got a nigga that's doing right by her, holding her down. Yeah. And she out here just still flourishing and being fine and gorgeous and talented as fuck. Also at a very young age, because what, she's what, 25 now? I think so. Yeah. Like. I'm just very here for black women. Me too. Like, they were showing pictures of when she's sitting on the couch and it's uh, Vince. I'm not Vince Staples. What's his name? Fuck. I went blank. What's his name? I like his music too. What's nigga from Chicago used to always be with Chance the Rapper. BJ the Chicago Kid? Mm-mm. What's his name? Vic Mensa. Mensa. Yeah. Yeah. Vic Mensa and Vince Staples. Yeah, that is. It always fucks cro- Yeah, it fucks me up too. So uh, it's uh, her, Vince, Vic Mensa. Uh, Hove and uh, Swiss Beats and Meg is talking, and the look on Hove's face is just like, like a proud like uncle, right? Like, man, yeah. this, 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 like this, this nigga spit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, some people are idiots, and they were misreading what? Oh, he was tr- trying to think about fucking. Like, no, that's the look of a proud person that you admire. Mm-hmm. There ain't no fucking look of lust. Mm-hmm. He's proud of the woman she's becoming. Yeah. And we need more people like that. They don't just try to fucking uh, have sex with somebody. Like you just like the improvement that somebody's making as a person. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Especially for women who have gone through a lot. And she has gone through a lot at a young age. I'm, I'm here to see her win, man. Same. She's winning already. Even like the picture of where she uh is her and uh what's her name and what and partisan Fontaine when uh Hove shakes his hand or whatever it looks like beating, I know beating uh her boo meeting her uncle right <laughs> <laughs> this Uncle Jay Uncle Sean we also missed uh. Beyonce's 40th birthday. Yeah, we did. And also Cardi B's son's birthday. That was yeah. the same day. Imagine being born on the, the day of a legend. Um, yeah, Beyonce turned 40 on here. And uh, what you call it? Was it Glamour Magazine? Somebody had the nerve. To her 10 worst songs ever. Yeah. And her like, 10 worst songs and 10 best songs. On her birthday? Why would y'all do this? And then one of the songs they put on was like, number nine was like, 
uh, superpower with Frank Ocean. A like, couple of them on there was very questionable. Like, who who curated this list? Just let's look at it. And why would y'all do like? Why would y'all do this? Uh, <laughs> it's a holiday, sir. <laughs> okay. No, it was. It was very much leading into Labor Day weekend. <laughs> it was. Because when we were going to the game, I was thinking, like, my brother's like, what you want to listen to? I wanted to be like, let's just listen to Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Queen's birthday. Superpower is a fucking hit. Are you kidding me? Okay. So, her number one for be- on the best side is Formation, which I, don't, I ain't going to agree with, but I love Formation. I do not agree. Two is Mood Forever. Which I'm not mad at. Not mad at, but I don't agree. Not for two. Three is me, myself, and I. I'm going to... It's up there for me. (laughs) I'm not going to disagree. Four is Haunted, which I thought was... That was surprising. I didn't like Haunted. No. That's one of my least favorite songs on that That, album. Yeah, that to me was such a wild card. Like... And then plus, like we've talked about many times on this podcast, I feel like that's her best album. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the album where she showed herself, her yeah. true self. And there's so many good songs on that album. I wouldn't have put Haunted up there. They put Daddy's Lessons at five, and that's not even the best song on Lemonade. Uh, six is Dangerously in Love 2. What? 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 Yeah, nah. I know what you, <laughs> I know what this person looked like <laughs> that made this list. Do you feel me? <laughs> Seven is resentment. What? Mm-mm. Eight is I care. <sighs> Nine is love drought. How do you choose the worst two? Not the worst two songs on Lemonade, but I don't like Love Drought. Nah, nah, I mean, it's nice, but it's Rocket is 10, which I love Rocket, as we've talked about. Oh, wow. Look at Tiana and Normani. Tiana is just fine as fuck. It don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. Also, they said where uh, she uh, choreographed Ring the Alarm at 15 for Beyonce. That's insane. <laughs> she was 15 years old and choreographed Ring the Alarm. Tiana? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Tiana bit, hey, Tiana bit out here forever. Tiana Ben Taylor. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so the 10 worst songs, according to Glamour. 10 is Superpower, which is fucking insane for you to put that on the fucking list as number 10 for worst songs. Nine, they put Sandcastles. Are you fucking kidding me? Baby, Sandcastles is a ballad for your ass, honey. What? Sandcastles is top three on Lemonade. We built Sandcastles. That washed away. I made you cry. 
All right, this is blasphemy. Eight is Halo. Which. Halo. Oh, no. That's a. That's a crowd. Halo is not bad, but they just overplayed it so much to where it was just really fucking annoying. Yeah. But it's a crowd favorite. Yeah. Halo. You know what's already also being super played out? It's too sexy. That's just really starting yeah. to annoy me. <laughs> it's 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 the motherfucking media that's honestly making some of these songs bad when they're not. This gonna sound controversial. Like Happy by Pharrell, like them category songs where they're just everywhere. I love Happy though. <sighs> what what'd you see? What'd you see? <laughs> motherfucking son. Where is he? Oh. Um I'm in his sweet spot. He's tired of me. Um, what was it? Oh. Yeah, I'm too too sexy. It, <sighs> Everybody is already playing it like crazy. Here's a wild thing. Kendall Cupcake is in that video. She's the one that sprays. I haven't seen the whole video. I've only seen the clip where Kawhi and all them are doing the boys to men redo situation. She's the one that sprays Drake with the water. Oh, well. Oh, that's your boo. Oh, no. <laughs> that's the other person I'm in a relationship with. <laughs> I'm in a low-distance relationship with a stand account. <laughs> hey, my life is funny at this point. It's very entertaining, if nothing else. <laughs> but uh, this is a brief uh, subcategory or whatever. The only problem with that song is I hate the original I'm Too Sexy, like mm. the Right Said Fred version. Mm-hmm. Because like when we were little, that song was everywhere. Yeah, it was also very played out. That's why by sampling it, it's a roll of the dice. That's, That's a song that was like has been a joke very for people for thirty years. But he made it that way though with the video. Like he kind of I think Yeah, but that also leads into what I've been saying. Yeah, childish. Like evolve, do something else. Roll the Starting to feel this wine. Me too. Um, we have to talk about sad things. Yeah. Let me run down this list. Broken Hearted Girl is seven. Not gonna disagree with that. Yeah. Sugar Mama is six. And I forgot that song existed. <laughs> I didn't. That's that listen, Sugar Mama is a bop, but out of her entire catalog, I, I can I can see that. They also went with her cover of Prince's School in Love. School, school in life. life, I'm sorry. I like School in Life. Both versions. Uh, best thing I never had is four. Yeah, I didn't really like that one. Hip Hop Star. Oh, Big Boy was on that. I know. Kitty Cat is two. B-Day. Oh, oh man, I don't like B-Day. And then Beautiful Liar is one. B-Day is a fucking bop. B-Day get the bitches moving in the club. It do. But, 
Bitch, I wanna get me some. You see me in the dress, I'm up at the Sunday. Um, but yeah, Michael K. Williams died a couple days ago of overdose, heroin overdose, is what they say. Yeah, that was shocking, very, to say the least. Very, very, very. I got on Twitter, and it was up there. I was like, wait, what? And it had been like two hours. Like, you ever not pick up your phone for like, like when I leave work, I don't, I usually don't check my phone for about an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, let me go get something to eat. Let me go do whatever running around I got to do. Let me get home, take Cooper out, and then I'll check my phone. When I get a second. And that's the first thing that popped up as soon as I got my phone. Mm-hmm. And I was so sad because I loved everything he was in. Yeah, that shook me. Like, I, I didn't, I don't know what I was expecting for them to say the cause was, but I definitely wasn't expecting for them to say overdose. And I definitely wasn't expecting for them to say heroin overdose. But apparently his nephew found him. Yeah. And that's super sad. Yeah. I didn't know he had a son. Me neither. But like, yeah. Um, He's apparently like an artist. Like drawing and painting, I think. Um, I never was one to watch The Wire, but. The Wire is. I feel like I should. You got to. The Wire is so fucking good. And he's. The best person in it. And that says a lot because that cast is amazing. But the way he played Omar. He's one of the greatest characters of all time. Mm -hmm. Because he's so complex. And. He is a criminal, but he has a. A gentlemanly respect of life. Like, he'll rob drug dealers, but as far as babies and old people, he ain't. Yeah. Still realizes his precious life. Right. Yeah, man. I don't know. That shit shit is just fucking sad. Like, you really just never fucking know. Yeah. What people out here doing behind closed doors. Especially extremely talented people like Michael K. Williams. Mm Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is that I'm, I'm, we've all been learning so much about him since he died that I never knew. Like, I never knew before he was an actor. He was a dancer. Yeah, he was back up for Janet, wasn't he? Or back up for, um, was for it J-Lo? Who Crystal is? Waters and Madonna. Madonna? Okay. I thought it was Janet. It was some, it was a couple people. Like, he was like a scene kid. So, like, he was out here on the dance streets and everything. Yeah. Also, 54 is very young. Yeah. And I, it, it's a certain level. Of, every time I would watch something and he would pop up, I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, he's yeah. like, all right, you know, he's going to like kill it. From Boardwalk Empire to, um, he was even in motherfucking uh, Lovecraft. Um, Lovecraft, but also, um, the movie about the Exonerated Five. Oh, uh, when they see us. When they see us. Yeah, he was really good in that. Boardwalk, he was so good at. As Chalky, I loved that. I loved that show. Yeah. I'm going to, man, I miss her. That's wild. Apparently, he has like two other movies that's supposed to come out. They're going to release them? Yeah. 
Okay. That's the one benefit of when act. Nah, I hate to say a benefit, but that's one thing you can look forward to when some actors, they always at least have one thing left. Mm-hmm. So you get to have like a final oh, semantic yeah, goodbye. Like a last little moment. Yeah. I'm sure they'll probably try to make it special too anyway. It's just like uh, a couple weeks ago, Chadwick's last performance as T'Challa happened on Marvel's oh. What If, and was so good. Yeah. It's just his uh, voice, but you're like, damn, this is mm-hmm. the last time we're going to see T'Challa, because mm-hmm. he's retired in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hmm. But Michael K. Williams, another weird thing is, and I never realized this, is that he died. That was a photogenic motherfucker. Like, all the pictures I've seen since he died are amazing, like, photographs. Yeah, no, he could really be, like, a fashion model, like, GQ status. Yeah. Just the dark skin. He got that unique scar. Like, he has very distinct features. Like, when they posted his picture, I thought they were just going to talk about how fine he was. And I was just going to be a motherfucking co-signer. But then (laughs) I kept reading. I was like, oh, shit. Like, what? Like... What is it about women and scars? That's I've always wondered. I don't know. It's just sexy. I feel like that's that caveman shit, like the leftover shit. Yeah. It's got an edge to it. Probably. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Meanwhile, I'm out here. I ain't got no facial hair. I would just be smiling at people. (laughs) No facial hair, no scars. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um That's insane. But so uh, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, um, to Michael K. Williams. It's still weird. It's it is weird. very weird. Why do we keep losing like once in a generation talents? We like we. It ain't wild shit too. Just uh, so unexpectedly, like it. It never is like, oh well, we knew that he was going through this. It's just always like boom. What's weird is how similar he passed Philip Seymour Hoffman because. Philip Seymour Hoffman died of a heroin overdose also mm. in New York. And Philip Seymour Hoffman was seen as one of the greatest actors of his generation also. Mm-hmm. I miss Philip Seymour Hoffman like a motherfucker. Everything that Nick was in, he was perfect. Um, But yeah, RIP to Michael K. Williams. Um, Also, uh, Greg Leakes of... Real Housewives of Atlanta fame, the husband Tanini passed away also mm-hmm. after a fight with cancer. Colon cancer, which is no one ever seems to win with that one. That's how my grandmother died. So, uh, but yeah, that shit is sad too. Even when you know somebody is sick, like you still just. Hopeful for a that they can, yeah. And that cancer shit, like you just never fucking know. Even even when the doctors say everything is good, like that shit really can sneak back up on you with the quickness. Fuck cancer, I swear. Like, uh, like I just too many good people falling from cancer. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. 
You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.